The following podcast reflects the views and opinions of the hosts and guests only. They do not reflect the views or opinions of any agency or specific members of an association. At times, colorful language may be used and may be unsuitable for people under the age of 18. Discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Steve Graham is president of the Las Vegas Police Protective Association. Thank you for joining us for episode number 17. Crazy that we've done 17 episodes since we started. Uh, we were just talking off camera about where we started, and our very first podcast was with uh, then city councilwoman Michelle Fiore. Uh, and then our second one had uh, one of our e board members eating a super hot Dorito chip or whatever it was. Um, and uh, now here we are. We got our own set. You'll notice we don't have the couch today like we had with uh, Director Brian Peterson. We have two chairs, just John and myself holding this episode down. Uh, John, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Are you, we haven't told you, but we are going to have you eat another chip. We do. Oh, have for it. heaven's sakes! <laughs> <laughs> no, we're uh, listen. Um, we just did a show, but th there's some topics we want to really talk on here. John's going to kind of talk through what he did at the legislative session. He is our governmental affairs person. He does a phenomenal job. He lives up in Carson City with the politicians, um, wears really high boots so when the crap gets super deep, he doesn't get it on his uh, socks or legs or anything like that. Uh, but uh, he does a great job for our members, and not just our members. It affects police officers and first responders across the state with some of the legislation that he works on. So uh, we're going we're gonna to have John talk about that today. And have a good time, and then we'll talk a little bit about Jason Aldean's hit song. It is a hit song, no matter how much certain parts of the media want to not play it or not talk about it. It is a friggin' hit. It is a good song. And so uh, we'll, we'll kind of close with that and uh, our support for Jason. So again, John, welcome back to the show. Thank you. We will not have a hot chip for you today. <laughs> uh, the only hot chip is, is the uh, hot chip of what goes on at the legislative session. Uh, that you came back from in uh, June, right? Yes. So talk to the folks about uh, how the legislative session goes, what your role is for us, uh, how you kind of got into that, what you've enjoyed about it, some of the things you've learned right. about it, and and go from there, buddy. The show is yours. So so first off, I gotta I gotta say thank you to Steve for having the faith and trust in me to to do this the, this job. It's it's a lot when you send away one of your uh, you know one of your reps to go up there and live and. Uh, you know, I, I might talk to them every other day or weekly, depending on the bills and stuff like that. So uh, a little scary at first because you don't know what to expect on a daily basis. Della, now I need boots, um, you know, because <laughs> you know, it too apparently gets pretty deep in here. And so I don't, I don't want to mess up my, my blue socks. And so I need something a little higher. But, uh, you know, when you, uh, I drove up there, obviously, took, a, took the car up there the first, the first weekend and you just get yourself situated. I had a I had a condo a couple of blocks away from from the legislative building, and then it snowed. Oh my gosh, the snow up there this year was absolutely insane. They said it was a record, right? Yes, it I had, was. It I was had crazy. lunch with Governor last week, yep. uh, and he was. We were talking about that, and I said, you know, how was it? And he said it was record snowfall. Yeah, record it, snowfall. The the snow was crazy, and, and uh, you know, walking through it's cool. I never you know lived in a lot of in a, in a very snowy snowy area. But, uh, you know, I, I'd done a little work up there last session during the COVID session. I was up there for a week in the, in the, in the building, but nothing that, that, that doesn't even prepare you for being in the building daily. So 
you know, you get up there and, you know, Monday morning, you know, you kind of walk in and there's a lot of pomp and circumstance that first week is everybody getting in, in, introduced and new legislators. So a lot of work doesn't go on that, 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 that first week. But then, uh, then the slog of it comes. And, you know, I'm talking to David here, talking to you about our priorities there. Obviously, drop program was a priority uh, right before session started. Um, the, the state Supreme Court uh, surmised that, we, that law enforcement officers do, did not have qualified immunity in the, in the state and never had it. So I spent the first few weeks, I mean, literally, it's, it's walk in the halls. Um, you know, before session started and during the, um, the uh, endorsement process, you meet a lot of the politicians who then get elected. So they know your face and they know your name, but a lot of that is just walking the halls and talking and saying, "Hey, this is what our this this is what my priorities are. This is what we're trying to do." Uh, we already had a bill sponsor for 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 the drop program, so that wasn't a problem yet. I'll say yet. And then um, uh, qualif qualified immunity, no Democrats wanted to touch that whatsoever. And when you walk in and the first thing you say is qualified immunity, they're like, "Basically, get out of my office." They don't say it like that, but it's you can tell when the conversation is they're trying to get you out of there as fast as possible. The, the meetings are 15 minute in increments and it's uh, you don't get a lot of FaceTime. Now the ones we endorse, I'll tell you, uh, I had a lot of access to Assemblyman Brian Hibbets, you know, former uh, LVMPD sergeant. Yep. And uh, he always had time, you know, if, if he was in his office, I could just walk in and, and, and talk to him. But a lot of like the Democrat stuff like that, just they're, they're important during those four months. So they kiss your butt for the endorsement. And then when you get up there, uh, you know, they're the most important people in the state, according to them. And their time is very limited, and they're being drugged in different different directions. So a lot of it is they have couches on every floor. So I would find myself sitting on the couches uh, during uh, committee hearings. And when those committees let out is when you catch them walking to their office or catch them walking to wherever they're going to go. And uh, talk to them about, about, about priorities, about our priorities. Um, a lot of that, too, is just tracking bills and, you know, bills that are not good for us, obviously. Uh, we had a bill with uh, Senate Bill 225 sponsored by Dallas Harris. And it was um, trying to revoke our post uh, certificate. So you couldn't come here from another state and try to be a police officer if you had like your post certificate revoked from that state. So they were trying to codify that. There was a piece in there talking about mental health where you had to, they wanted yearly a police officer to get, to go see a mental health professional. And then based on what you said to them, the mental health professional then could on, on their own, say, hey, you, you know, I'm, I got, I've got to revoke your post certificate. So, so, so then what do you do? So obviously, as soon as I, I read that, uh, you know, I go down to, to Senator Harris's office and sit down and talk to her. Like, this is this piece of this bill is not good for us. Like, where do we got to be? Like, I'm gonna go hard against the bill. To, I'm gonna testify um, against the bill as, as to why it's, you know, not not good for law enforcement. And uh, believe it or not. You know, as, as many bills as she sponsored that, that affect law, law, law enforcement, she actually took that part out of the bill. I couldn't kill the whole bill, um, and it ended, up, it ended up passing. A lot of the things in that bill, Metro already does any, any, anyways. Uh, it's just codifying it for the rest of, of the state. Uh, so I, in my opinion, I think that's probably one of, my, one of my bigger wins was to get that part out because my, my opinion on it is, okay, so you're an officer and you were an officer-involved shooting a few months ago, and you have to go for your yearly mental health evaluation. And the doctor asked you, okay, you, you know, you were in an officer-involved shooting, you know, how, how are you doing? And the officer would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm back to work, you know, um, nothing's really affecting me. And in my opinion, what if they don't like that answer? What if they think that you should be doing worse or you think that, 
it should have affected your mental health more. Can that be a reason for them to, to revoke your post? And then, and then what do you do? You're like, you can't be a, can't be a cop. So that part coming out of that bill was very, very important. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny cause you look at it from the angle of like, if an officer came from a nudge of jurisdiction mm-hmm. and there are a lot of places that don't have due process, collective bargaining agreements, they're just kind of at will police officers. And so they could get rid of somebody, revoke their post status, and they have no process to fight yep. to get it back. And so they go, hey, I'm a, I was a good cop, caught in a crap situation. I'd like to hire on here. And so then we would have – so under her bill, we would have had his post-certification revocation would have kept him from being a cop here. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That And, and, that, and, and, and that stands today. And that, that, that part of the bill I don't like, and it, it'll be interesting to see – uh, how that plays out in in the future, if it if it affects recruiting, how it affects our, our cops here if they do get into into trouble because it requires the department to to report to post, uh, you know if if it meets that certain criteria in in the in the bill. So that's why it's it, it's it's incumbent upon us to really fight for our cops and make sure they are getting the proper due due, due process because you know as well as I do that you know some of these cops here just kind of get railroaded into stuff and. That's why they have a union, you know. So prior to uh, Governor Lombardo getting elected, mm-hmm. uh, how pompous, so to speak, were most of the Democrats? Did they all believe Steve was getting elected? No doubt about oh, it. Oh, they listen. They are. They were very surprised. They 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 thought they had it in the bag, and he was going to be the next governor. And I mean, not the sorry, the uh, incumbent go- uh, a governor. So they were very surprised when when uh, when Sheriff. I mean, excuse me, Governor Lombardo. Uh, became became the the governor, and it, it definitely showed during the during the uh, the session. Every day towards the middle and the end of the session, you know, after because we had snow days involved, we didn't, we weren't in in the in the building for two or three days straight, and uh, you know, all of these lobbyists that had been around. I met you know I'm friends with lobbyists that been in that building 35 years, and they're like, this is I, I've never seen it this this slow, like towards the end of the session, probably mid mid May. Uh, everything was in Ways and Means, which is the money committee, which is where they say bills go to die, uh, where fiscal notes are dropped, which I know we're fully aware of fiscal notes for our, our, our drop bill. Um, and committee meetings weren't being – they didn't have any. And, like, you had legislators who had nothing to do, and they were going skiing still. I mean, it was it was crazy. They were take, take, taking days off and uh, because they were slow-rolling bills until, you know – and by that time in this in the session, they probably should have had well over a hundred bills across the governor's desk, and they had I think less than like twenty or thirty, yeah. which is unheard of. And what they were doing is they were they were slow rolling towards towards the very end because they wanted to see what he was going to do with some of their key bills. And then when he vetoed one of the one of the uh, budget bills, then all of a sudden the bills that are important to him, which happened one of the bills that was was important to to us. It's it's called getting put on the on the chief clerk's desk. So they take it. So when a bill is heard and passed, it has to be read in both houses twice. And so when they put it on the chief clerk's desk, it takes it out of out of reading, uh, and, and it just stays there stale until they decide what they're going to do do with it. So we had a bill. It wasn't our bill, but we were uh, heavily uh, in, involved in it, which which added like the city marshals and the school police to uh, heart and and, and, mm-hmm. and lung. That bill was fully going to pass. It had bipartisan support. It was due to be read. And then when the governor vetoed that certain budget bill, uh, it went to the chief clerk's desk and it was due to be read on signed die. And literally at midnight in the middle of reading a bill, 
because the chief clerk reads all the, all the bills. She backs away from the from the from the, from the microphone mid bill bill reading and stops because per the constitution it has to stop at at midnight on on sign die. So that that bill should have absolutely passed. We worked hard on it. It had bipartisan support and then just because of politics it it didn't get passed. So talk about without burning any people, of course. Um how much real work are the folks up there? You just said some are out skiing. Yeah. Some are out screwing around. Like these are people that are being voted into office yes. to pass okay. laws, make our state better. And when the citizens are expecting them to be up there doing a job, mm-hmm. you say that folks are out skiing. And, some some and, of them like that. You know, it, it depends on what if you're if you're like so. For instance, Assemblywoman Danielle Monroe Moreno, Democrat. Um, she is the chair of Ways and Means. She's busy. Like she has no days off. She's there on the on the weekends. As she should be. Yeah, she's there on the weekends. That's that, that towards the end of the session that that uh, they're hearing 30, 40 bills um, a, 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 a day. Uh, government affairs in the very beginning. Uh, you know they they work a lot, but they have to have bills to to give uh, you know hearings to. And once the bills are all heard, and they've been given. Um, What's called a uh, I forgot what it's called. So once they're heard and they're they got to go through one more one more process to go to the Senate or the or the Assembly floor. Once all of those bills are heard, because there's nothing else to do, right? So if they have a caucus meeting in in the in the morning, after that, like you don't know they're leaving, you just go to their office, like oh so and so isn't in for the day. But then you kind of hear oh they were out skiing or on this day or whatever else. And I'm not going to burn anybody, you know, sure. some, of, some of them are, are our, our friends too, you know, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's uh there's, it, it just depends on what, what committee you're in and, and what bills being heard. It, obviously any of the, any of the school, any of the school bills, the budget bills were all, they, they were there a lot. So what was the feeling? What did it feel like it was going to be a, a stalemate between Republican governor Joe Lombardo and the, Democrat-controlled House and the Assembly or Senate and Assembly? Yes. I, I really felt it really was, a, a, especially towards the end, you start hearing rumblings. I mean, that, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, lobbyists make that building work. It's, e- even the legislators will, will tell you that. And that's one thing that this is my first full session, so it'll be interesting to see next session. But some of these lobbyists, like Danny Thompson, who used to be an Assemblyman years and years ago, you know, that were some of the best moments that I, that I had where when he's got a you know a young group of lobbyists sitting around second second or third floor and he's just telling us stories about how it used to be you know back in the 80s and 90s and things that they used to do and how like this is very different for them because it's very different to have a democratic controlled senate and assembly and a republican go- governor so and uh you know and, and that's what led to the to the to the special sessions you know they they wanted to get the the uh, A's baseball stadium passed they were trying to get that film tax credit passed in fact they had um uh, who's 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 the actor? It was um, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg was there. had a big <laughs> had a big uh, press conference in front of the building that day. He's walking around getting pictures of all the, all the legislators. And I've heard that they're going to possibly do a special special session sometime later this year, early next year, for the film tax credit bill because they want to bring film film uh, film studios here and make films in in Clark County. Yeah, Sony wanted to come yep. here, and then. Mark uh, had has a company that he wanted to start up here too. I yep. think right, and they, and they're still pressing for it. And you know that that and the A's bill towards the latter part of the session dictated some of the bills getting passed or not. It's a, it was it was just a crazy uh, experience. Was the Oakland A's bill always something they were talking about the entire session? 
No. It no. just popped up. It just popped up towards the end. They they came in and hired one of the big lobbying groups. All of a sudden, you started, you know, and I'm friends with, uh, you know, Southern Nevada Building Trades rep, uh, Vince, Vince Saavedra, and he's the one representing the people that are going to help build this, this stadium. So, of course, they support it because it feeds the families that he supports, just like we support cops and things that feed our, you know, feed our, our families. So he was a big proponent of, of the stadium, and he was there special session trying to get it passed. And so it, uh, towards the very end, it became a very big, it became a very big, big deal. Nice. Anything else from the session that uh, maybe our, our folks don't know about or understand or, you know, something you want to clarify for our cops? and You know, for us, you know, just uh, how, you know, I think that people don't really realize the job that we that, that I do when I go up there. Uh, I, th- I thought about it a lot, and I'm, I'm the only active police union rep that's there full time. You've got people from Washoe County and, you know, Metro has their team. And I work with them a lot, very, very close to those two. Um, but I'm the only full-time police union lobbyist who's an active off, you know, police officer. So you end up finding that even though some of the bill, you know, I, I tried to stay out of the, I tried this session to stay out of the police-related bills just to let Metro handle that. But I would behind the scenes. So like uh, SB 225, it's not a, like a, it's not really a union bill, uh, but I'll, you know, behind the scenes, we have a lot to say, and we and our opinion is asked about a lot of these bills that that get uh, heard and and passed. So, um, you know, it's uh, it was it was a great process. I was I was I was very nervous at first about it. You know, because you're leaving your kids and your family, but you know, with the invention of obviously FaceTime, FaceTime on um, my kids every you know every, every single day, and uh, you know, it just becomes part of the process. And I actually. I actually really enjoyed it. I actually really even the travel isn't isn't all that bad. It's a it's a, it, it's an hour plane uh, plane flight. Um, all the friendships that you make make that building go round. Um, you know, a lot of the meetings that I had weren't in the building, and I don't know if it's okay to say. You know, we would go across the street to the bar after work, and that's where you'd have a lot of great meetings with legislators that you can't have in the in the building. And they you know have a couple of drinks and they you know let loose a little bit and they'll and they'll talk to you. So. It was a it was a great process. I look I look I look forward to, 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 to doing it again next session. What concerns do we have for next session? Oh, the biggest concern for me is uh, Democrats are pushing for for that uh, super super majority in the assembly and the Senate, and if they do that, they can override any one of the governor's vetoes. Which is which is I mean you'll see the car stop bill come back that didn't pass. You know that that bill is terrible for us. I mean it's a you know uh, well, what was that for people so, that don't know? So the car stop bill is. Some of the legislators believe that police um, will um, basically use car stops to, you know, pick on a certain race of, of, of people. So they'll see like, you know, your plates are been have been expired, you know, five five days, and because that person is a person of, of color, that you're going to stop them just for that for that reason. So to so to profile them, and they they say, hey, you know, car stops is what or would get people of color killed the most. Is they bring the people with all the stats, but you and I both know. You know, when you're stopping a car, most times the windows are, are 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 tinted, and you can't see the person driving. So you're so you're literally just stopping them for the infraction, and uh, so they were limiting the types of car stops that that police could do. Um, we worked hard on that on that on that bill because in the very beginning, when they write these bills, they they write them, you know, as bad for police as they possibly can, knowing that they're going to get whittled down by by lobbyists and 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 police groups. So that bill was ultimately vetoed by the by the governor, which is which is good. 
and they can't over. So it made it to his desk. It did make it to his desk, a- absolutely. But you know, it, it's it, it's 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 a little bit of, uh, of 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 gamesmanship because I worked on that on that bill. <laughs> I worked on that on that bill, knowing full well that I'm working on it, trying to you know get that relationship with the with with the senator and all the people that are involved in that in that bill. Knowing the governor is probably gonna gonna, gonna hate it. He was a cop for thirty something years. You know, so he's going to see that bill and be like, that's how police work is, that's how police work's done. That's how criminals are taken off, off the street. You know, there's case after case of violent criminals and, you know, it's all over the country where, you know, even Timothy McVeigh and things like that were stopped on a car stop. So we don't have that ability to stop these type of, 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 of people. You know, we're, we're letting violent criminals get away or rapists or kidnappers or even terrorists for, you know, so uh, that bill will come back and, you know the governor will will try to veto it again, and he probably will. But then if they have super super majority, they'll override the veto, and it and it'll 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 pass. So this session, I wasn't necessarily worried about anti police stuff because I knew, and and they all know it too. He's not going to let a lot of this stuff get past his 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 desk. But uh, if they have a veto override, you know what do you you know what do you do? So what are the numbers they need for that? Where do they sit currently? They need one seat in the Senate. To have a suit because they already have super majority in, in in the house, so they need one seat in the Senate. They're they're targeting. Uh, we just found out that Senator Heidi Gansert is uh, not going to rerun for her seat. Uh, you know, and and they redistrict her, so you know that gave her. I think I read it was like D plus D plus five or D plus four or something in in her district now. So and, and that and that means that you know she has a Democratic majority in her district. So she's already, you know, behind the power curve when she's running, when she's, you know, when that's been a Republican district in her district for, for, for a long time. Um, what part of town is that? Where's that? I, I think it's, it's in, it's in, it's in Reno. Okay. It, it's in, it's in, it's in Reno. They're going to target uh, Senator Kerry Buck's seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've already, and she's great to work with too. Very, very personable, but they've already tried to paint her as, you know, being a, you know, not a good senator, and not you know. She said that she didn't get a lot. You know, they said that she didn't get a lot done. A lot of that isn't her isn't her her fault. When you're in the when you're in the minority there, um, you know. I was told when we you know going back a little bit for our qualified immunity bills with with people that carried out our our bills. As soon as I said that, they were like, "I'm not even gonna read it." Like that. That's how crazy the partisan politics is is, is there. So, so so they need one seat to to get super majority. Ooh. So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm already meeting with with candidates who are running for for assembly. Um, so so we'll see. It's gonna be an interesting endorsement process, an interesting uh, election cycle. What what number do we need to take the supermajority away in the assembly? I think we need something like oh, I don't have the number off the top of my head. Uh, we need a lot. There, it's 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 tough to win. I mean, we probably need five five seats. Gotcha. You know, somewhere around 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 five five seats. So. That'll that'll be tough, but you know, as I'm as I'm talking, I was talking to a well-known Democrat. I don't want to say your name here, and you, uh, you just narrowed it by fifty percent by saying her name. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, talking to her, she was, you know, she was like, you know, we don't we don't want the super, super majority because then you had no excuses to your for your constituents to pass the legislation that they at they at they want. But there's still a lot of independence in this state, and independence. Uh, you know, for for voting, outnumber Democrats and and Republicans. These are the people that don't always vote Democrat, don't always vote uh, Republican. They vote the issue. So if you have supermajority and you have a veto-proof vote and a veto-proof bill, and it's something that drastically affects 
uh, independent voters, then guess what? You're not you're not going to have it again next session. And then obviously they they want you know they want a Democrat back in the in the in the in the governor's seat. And if you pass legislation that's so bad, it's like it's like doing things in in, in an echo chamber. You think it's really good legislation, but then when it gets out there and and people have to have to deal with it and actually eat it, you see how really bad it is. You, you saw a lot of those that that stuff this session. There were bills that. They have to c- continually come back and 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 and, and, and uh, revamp and and add to, because they don't understand how it affects the constituents until the bill is passed, and then you know they have to they got to deal with it. How active do you see the PPA in the elections uh, next year? I see it's very active. Honestly, we're I'm working on some things. I, I just you know uh, to get people out to out to vote, uh, making sure they vote for our uh, uh, endorsed candidates. I'm already. Based on my experience in legislative session, uh, I'm I'm revamping our questionnaires, mm-hmm. and I, the 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 fluffball questions are, are are gone. It's hey, can you will you carry a bill for us? It's, you know stuff like that. You know why didn't you meet with us? You know I've got you know and I, I know Assembly Assemblywoman Monroe Moreno was very busy, but we we endorsed her. And while I can't just be like you endorsed me, you got to meet with me. Like we endorsed you in the very beginning. Uh, I expect to have a more than a ten minute meeting with you. You know, when you see me in the hallway, have a nice conversation with me, even though you're busy. Is she a former North Las Vegas uh, corrections officer? That, that she is. So former law enforcement. Yes. And, and she still couldn't give you the time of day. I mean, I, I, I mean, she she met with us, but I, like for for our drop program bill, that all I wanted was a hearing for that for that bill. Yeah. The everybody we met with all the legislators. They love the policy of it. They understand. Uh, oh, we gotta see that 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 fiscal note. Gotta see the fiscal note. So when the fiscal note drops. We know it's it's a BS fiscal note. Uh, I just I wanted the opportunity for a hearing to explain why that fiscal note is bad and explain sure. why drop would be a great program to keep law enforcement officers. Because what we're seeing now is a lot of these um, agencies are are declaring a critical shortage where retirees can can come back. So they're going to be getting their PERS. They can come back and work part time as a police officer. But PERS isn't getting any of those contributions. In fact, they're they're just paying out. Yeah. Drop would give them the contribution. So I just wanted the opportunity that I, that I didn't get in her in her in her committee room. So we're gonna have a conversation about uh, uh, about that. Nice. So anything else, buddy? No, that's it. Just no? looking just looking forward. We're what 17, 16 months away from the next session. Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm already counting the months and the days. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to an event uh, Friday night. Uh, it's a sportsman's dinner for the Southern Nevada Building Trades. There'll be a lot of active polit- politicians there, so I'll have a lot of great conversations. I had one before. Uh, Melissa Clary just just uh, called me. She's running against Olivia Diaz for city council, so okay. she's so she's really vying for for our, uh, our 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 support. So I'll see her there Friday night. So now you're the are you the president of some duck group or <laughs> so something like you got uh, wrangled into? Yes, I got wrangled into. So yes. Uh, <laughs> Our treasurer Dan Dan uh, Coyne and I are the uh, chair and co-chair of the Ducks Unlimited chapter for Las Vegas. Uh, it's a great conservation group. Uh, we're selling tables, a lot of great opportunities to win hunting rifles, and we've we've already secured a a, a mountain lion hunt in uh, Indal through the help of Commissioner Marilyn Kirk, Kirkpatrick. She's helping us as well using her her connections, and uh, she's getting us some good stuff from uh, the Nevada D- Department of Wildlife. Uh, so we got some some good hunts to raffle off and a great chance to win guns and to have good food. So it'll be a great it'll be a great time. 
All right. Yeah, I never never knew you were much of a hunter or duck shooter. You know, I just want to get out there and help the community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Gully, who should be the head of the conservationists, whatever. He, he's a mallard catcher. He traps them. He does trap like, them. Like a cat trapper and yeah. spays and neuters them, but he just puts tags on ducks and sends them on their way. Yeah. Uh, all right. I appreciate it, John. Listen, from, uh, from all of us, uh, it is a... A tough job. You you leave your family, you leave us, your your second family, and you go live in a foreign town, and you know you deal with the snow and all that crap, and you probably don't get the credit you deserve for the work you did up there. But you did a great job. We're very proud of the work you did. So, uh, for me, thank you, buddy. I appreciate um, thank it. Thank you. For you. Continued, your continued work. Um, do we want to just roll into the? Yeah. All right. Let's just roll into the the final segment of this thing. So. Um, <laughs> Usually you, you'll see a gap of time between our podcasts. Um, you know, the 13.2 million followers that we have uh, continue to always want us pushing out more and more content. And it just depends on what we have going. Um, but something going on in the media right now that, that I, I kind of took some personal offense to with what happened uh, is the new song by Jason Aldean. Great song. Uh, it, it really it, it really is a good song. Uh, the song itself, it... it, it it is supportive of good citizens. It is supportive of uh, people not acting like criminals and burning buildings down and shooting cops and things like that. You know, uh, of course, Jason Aldean was uh, performing on one October when uh, we had the biggest mass casualty in uh, the United States from a, a lone gunman, um, and he was on stage and he lived through that. And you know, post that, he's always been supportive of law enforcement and. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of people afraid to step out in front in the in the spotlight and talk about their support of police uh, for quite a while. And, you know, as we deal with and you deal with like some bills, it, these bills aren't new to our state. This is a national narrative that is the same crap that gets filtered from D.C. all the way down to the state level about how cops need to be further wrangled in, how cops are the bad guys. And so you got this guy that puts a song out there. Uh, that's it's uh, try that in a small town, right? And it's basically says, yeah, you come to a small town and you try and riot and you try and cause problems, but we're going to stop you. Uh, and and it was intimated that the folks would band together as a, a counter barrier to those folks trying to cause harm and not be violent with them, uh, but not allow them to do the the criminal activities they were doing. And so uh, when I was talking to Adela about this next show and this show in particular. I said, you know what, uh, with everything that that guy has been through, uh, with everything going on um, in the country, uh, as we're trying to come out of all that rhetoric about how the cops are bad, and you have someone talking about what happened to us uh, during those protests. Of course, uh, one of our own, uh, Shay, was shot during one of the nights there. We've had many officers hit with bottles, bricks, uh, rocks. Rounds were fired. I mean, it was it was a horrible, tumultuous time. And so Jason Aldean puts a song out that says, hey, basically, you're not going to do this. This isn't something you should be doing. And TV shows uh, like, uh, I don't even know if you're allowed to say the name of the show, but, you know, you get the view of what I'm saying, uh, where these people just want to bash and, and say he's a racist and all kinds of stuff for his song that is anti-cause problems in, in any town, but more namely, a small town, right? And so... I said, well, Adele, of course, I've never been one to shy away from uh, some controversy, as we've seen many times in my 
tenure here as the president of the PPA. Uh, and so why not better potentially uh, show support and tell those people that are anti-Jason Aldean's new song that we at the Las Vegas Police Protective Association, on behalf of the men and women at the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, one of the highest uh, praised police departments in the country, uh, we're going to play uh, part of your song. I, I don't even know. Well, we might play the whole thing. I don't know what the copyright limits are. And listen, we're not selling it. We don't, uh, I mean, we get offers all the time. I mean, Spotify has hit me up at least seven times <laughs> to take Joe Rogan's show over. Uh, $150 million was the last offer. I said, I'm not doing it. I am a not-for-profit podcaster. Uh, so with that in mind, we're going to close the show with our normal be safe, anything you need from the PPA. We are here for you. Um, we have some events for our members coming up. It's been a great summer. It's been a great 2023 so far. John's done great work up at the session. But we're going to close this show out with Jason Aldean's song. If you don't like it, don't watch the podcast. If you like it, continue to watch the podcast. And if you really like it, watch the podcast, tag the LVPPA, and take a photo of a thin blue line flag or the American flag or whatever you want to do. Show support for Jason Aldean and his hit song. And till the next time, we appreciate you. We love you all. Be safe. And we'll see you on episode 18. And that is Peyton Manning's number, I think, was 18. So this show was Philip Rivers, 17. Then it'll be Peyton Manning, episode 18. Be safe. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the show. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Around here we take care of our own You cross that line, it won't take long For you to find out, I recommend you don't Try that in a small town My granddad gave me They say one